Alright, so this is going to be episode number one of the Whiskeys with Wombat podcast. Uh, I originally recorded episode one, and it was by myself, it was about 18 minutes long, and I fucking hated it, so I deleted it. So, I figured, what better way to kind of redo episode number one, but then have my brother on here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Jason, Jason White, JW Wombat WJ, King Dong. Some people, <laughs> some people might know him by him. How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. How about you? Thanks for having dude, me. Dude, dude, living the dream, man. Living the dream. I'm chilling, drinking a little bit of Lead Slingers whiskey. You know, not a sponsor, but they could be. You know? Right, right. But how long you been in town for? <laughs> uh, like? About as long as I <laughs> about, Yeah, about the same <laughs> amount of time. Uh, so you go to... You go to college at where? Shawnee State University down in uh, Portsmouth, Ohio. Uh, that sounds horrible place. Yep, the armpit of the world. <laughs> yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's impressive. Because um, I've been to some shitty areas, but where? What is technically the degree you're going for? Like, so I'm going for graphic design. Um, yeah, I was originally going there for video game design because it was one of the best uh, video game design colleges in America. Um, at the time, it was like in the top five. Now I think it's seventh. But um, I decided I didn't like 3D uh, modeling as much. Like it was, it was fun, but it wasn't what I wanted to pursue. And that, sorry, but that that's mostly what video game design design mostly encompasses 3d design that was that was a big part of it yeah oh, okay um 3d design modeling um and animation so <sighs> it was cool it was fun i still enjoy it but it's not necessarily what i wanted to do um but i knew i really liked using programs like photoshop and illustrator and designing things like that and so um yeah, I decided to go with graphic design. So how long did you how long into your career your 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 yeah, essentially your career did you end up deciding to change up um about halfway through my sophomore year, I switched over from video game design to graphic design. So luckily it wasn't like too late. I'd taken a few video game design courses like uh digital 3D foundations and stuff where I was uh, learning to model and animate in Maya. And, um, and uh, Maya is just another it's, soft... Yeah, yeah. It's okay. a 3D modeling software. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I kind of decided I enjoyed 2D art a lot more. Um, I thought it'd be really cool to, like, if I was still in uh, video game design, like, the field... Uh, to design maybe like the covers of cases or uh, concept art. Concept artist is one of like the top jobs I would like. So hmm. that's now how did how did something did going from video game design over to graphic design was that something that translated pretty well or was it felt like you were just jumping into something completely new? It transitioned super well. Um, the classes I had already taken in video game design then counted as electives and okay. a lot of the prerequisites for those 
uh, video game design classes were also the prerequisites for my graphic design classes. So it was a perfect transition. Um, and at that time, it was it was the perfect time. If it were any later, uh, it it just be probably would have been too late yeah, for you to be able yeah. to make that transition. Maybe not too late, but I would have had to stay at college for a little longer, probably. Right. So. Right. Now, so like when did was was it more or less a career decided that you wanted to switch over to graphic design for video game design or was it just more more so um like interests that you more so interest there's a huge market for both in like the career field and i would probably enjoy doing either but i personally liked 2d art a lot more so right now could you still get into like because i mean us you know we've grown up playing video games since as early as i can honestly really remember but um is that something that like if you wanted to get into video or working with video games as graphic design you could still do definitely definitely um and i could with it being an art major i could on my free time work on uh 3d modeling and animation and stuff and add that to my portfolio and if my portfolio is impressive enough then they can still hire me but ideally um i would want to do like concept art and that is being a graphic design major would benefit me more than since it's 2d than a video game design major since it's 3d just because concept art is 2d so okay i can't uh i I had the option to take like concept art classes and stuff as a video game design major as well, so either way would have worked perfectly fine. Might even be like the same chances, so yeah, I can easily get into uh, video game design or jobs, just not designing the actual like playing part of the game. Oh, so like how the engines and like physics more or less in the game, yeah, work. Okay cool so like me so i don't like a lot of people like graphic design is something i think a lot of people want to try and do a lot of people trying to learn like photoshop so they can make fucking memes and stuff but like what is life like in like a art degree are they just like telling you like hey this is what you're gonna make or do you have more or less like creative freedom going in into a project? Yeah, so that's a that's a big thing with um the whole major. So it depends on the class. Um some classes will give you kind of like a guideline, like, hey, this is the theme. Design something like this. Um I had my digital illustration class, which was vector based. I don't think you know a no, vector. No, for the you gotta dumb this down for right. for the dum dums like me. <laughs> so. so Photoshop works in pixels. If you're to zoom in, keep zooming in, you'll see each individual pixel in Photoshop. Right. So you can't scale up a pixel to any size because it'll become pixelated. With a vector, you can keep zooming in forever. And you'll never see a single pixel. Um, and so vector-based design 
be scaled up as large as you want. So if you made a picture, you know, it's going to look as good on a computer screen as it's going to look on like like a billboard. If designed as, properly, if yeah. Des- okay. Okay. So start going. Um so yeah, pretty much like logos, um things that will be made in different sizes, uh anything that isn't like a picture um like a a more simplistic design um your logo for example is vector um or at least should should be vector right um so where that's more of a less detail less like it's more flat mm-hmm. vector generally looks more flat now a a good artist um and can break away from that um there are some really cool designs that I've seen that are all vector based and you'd never be able to guess mm-hmm. um but generally it's you'll see like flatter colors and stuff less depth to it um cereal boxes are generally like as an example um would be like vector based for the most part um so yeah, in that class we would design vector-based stuff. Um one of the projects would be like one of them was choose seven things, seven objects from your favorite movie. Um and then we had to redesign them into little frames across the entire uh, 11 by 17 inch poster. Um, and so each one had to be in a colored frame and it needed to be all vector based so it could be scaled. So in that, it's just like, Hey, design stuff from your favorite movie, this many things. So you're given creative freedom where, um, there will be other stuff like in my graphic design class, there were some instances where they're like, this is the company this is this like fake company um they're looking for this logo and they want it to portray this theme so they want it to look uh to portray the um kind of the the uh what am i looking for what's the word like a brand portray their brand in a certain way so like it would have adjectives like um security uh protection stuff like that and you would need to think of okay what colors what fonts what symbols would portray this so are they kind of giving you like a theoretical company so so let's say it's like a uh like a like a fast food company or something like that where they're like okay design a logo for this yeah and there'd be like a little description of the company one of the companies i had designed um the fake companies i designed a logo for was called honey hut and it was a um local like beekeepers selling their honey um of like a mom and pop place and like it gave a little description of kind of message they wanted to send and 
things that they would be using their logo on. And then so we would make mock-ups of like a little jar of honey. So a mock-up would be where you have a picture of a jar of honey with that logo on it. So the client knows what that logo would look like on a jar of honey. You don't have an actual jar of honey, but you Photoshop it onto a jar of honey or something like that. Right. Um, Photoshop it onto a billboard, um, onto like a sign at the front of a restaurant. So like any form of advertisement, essentially, that you're going to be able to... Pretty much. That you can like think of. So does everybody in your class, are they going to have the same company or is like a theoretical company or somebody or are you assigned like, hey, you're going to do this. Somebody else is going to do this. Um, yeah, everyone has the same company uh, for the final or graphic design studio one and graphic design studio two, which are like the, the uh, there's there's four like stages of the class. I take it for four semesters. Um, there's Studio 1, Studio 2, Studio 3, and Studio 4. Um, and so when 1 and 2 are final, maybe it was just 1, doesn't matter, um, was to find an actual company who was looking for a logo and design a logo for them. We didn't have to send it to them. But we had to find, like, a posting on this one website. I can't remember the name. There's a website people post, like, they need a logo designed. And it's kind of like a, a fiver, but they're not looking for designers. They're just posting their ideas and hoping a designer picks it up and sends it to them. Oh, okay. Um, so we just had to find one and design something there, and we didn't need to send it to them. So... That instance, everyone was doing a different company, but generally we're all doing the same thing. And the the professor will go over like, okay, this is what you did really good. This is what you did wrong, and this is how to improve it. And we'll do critiques with like the rest of the class. And so if someone's like, hey, I don't like what you did there, this is how you could improve it. And then, like, the class will have a discussion about it, see how they feel about the logo you designed or the whatever you designed and kind of come to a conclusion there so you can learn from it. So what are, what are typically like the, uh, like the turnaround times on something like this? Like from the time that they give you the project, are you given like, like a week to figure this out? So yeah, it, that, that depends. Uh, Um, yeah, some of the classes, some of the designs, uh, would be a week. You had, one week to to get this in others would be um a little bit longer it depends on what all is being required uh currently we're working on uh ui ux design so user interface and user experience design so you open up your phone you swiping through your phone you're using user experience what you're looking at is user interface so designing like an app pretty much is what we're doing just none of the coding every visual aspect of the app uh we're doing that in class right now and so far we've been working on that for about three three four weeks somewhere within there um 
and we just reached a blueprint for it. And so now, once we put like the blueprint of each section together, each person has to take that blueprint and design the app themselves, just the aesthetic aspects of it. Um, we had like a team working on the theming and logo and like the marketing of it, so the name and the the color themes and the logo. Not not to interrupt you, but is that whenever you say you have a team, is that somebody in your class who's coming up with that, or is that somebody else who's working on a different degree path? That'll be someone else in the class. So the class was divided into four or five teams. There were teams working on the main screen of the app. There was a team working on the settings screen of the app. There was a team working on the login screen of the app. There was a team working on the marketing, branding of the app. There was one more team that was working on um, a different like screen that you would go to. Um, it was kind of like a... a, a task manager for school so like projects it would show the classes that were coming up the projects you had coming up you could contact your teacher stuff like that through the app and so that other screen was just like the projects details screen and so like each team had something that was demanding and took some time um so yeah so basically to to do in again for a dumb dumb like me it's like you're you got to have somewhat of an understanding of marketing in a way definitely that's a large part of the degree that there's no classes on marketing that we have but pretty much our graphic design classes are all the visual aspects of marketing and that's pretty much what the major is is marketing but what you're seeing from the marketing and not necessarily like where a marketing major might focus more on like getting something out to like a consumer base and stuff. Exactly. Like, and how they're going to run like a marketing campaign where you're correct me if I'm wrong, you're for focusing more as while they're doing that marketing campaign or whatever, however that is you're focusing on how are they seeing? Yeah. Yeah, like how is through the logos, through the website, through the ads, through any sort of design this company has, how is this company being portrayed? Um, how is this brand being portrayed? Uh, where the marketing team may come to the designer to be like, hey, this is our ideas for this company or our company this is what we would like you to do and it's that the graphic designer's job to then take <clears throat> the marketing team's ideas and make them visual so um yeah so the so the billboards you see any like instagram ad you see all sorts of stuff like that so i've always heard you know like the uh like certain colors like like uh like i've heard for example like mcdonald's like i think it's the color yellow kind of 
makes you feel hungrier subconsciously and stuff so is that something that you're factoring in yes so that's something that isn't directly taught necessarily but it's something that's discussed and it's something that kind of comes apparently to the design um when we talk about like what is the message of this what is the the mood we want to put across um and then i like to dive into the more uh like psychology part of it of the colors so like yeah yellow makes you hungry or happy or um red makes it inviting um sometimes it and it depends on the context so in some situations some colors might not get send across that message that you're trying to send uh but driving down the road that red and yellow is going to grab your eye right but where like maybe a a green maybe you won't you don't want your fast food to be mainly green subway has a lot of green but it makes it pop because it's got the yellow with it as well right right so stuff like that so whenever you're you're going into a project not only are you looking at because i i I feel like something like that is kind of almost subconscious to people and you you don't really realize that that's what you're looking you're you're looking for like the different color palettes but somebody like you who is that that's something you have to consider while going into into a project depending yeah right right so is it more or less our because you've you've mentioned making like food labels for like the the honey and stuff is it a lot of like food brand stuff or is it just kind of what what kind of projects would somebody who's wanting to go to college for you ex- kind of expect or does it kind of vary if you if you know what i'm trying to say or ask what do you mean like, like if if somebody w- wanted to pursue graphic design mm-hmm. are they going to expect most of their projects is going to be around food branding or does it does it vary are you being like okay well we need to make a cover of a magazine or an album cover or something like that so whatever you want to do everybody every company needs a graphic designer Mm -hmm. that is that's a fact um there's constantly more and more jobs opening for graphic designers there's constantly more and more graphic designers graduating and there's always more and more need for graphic designers no matter how many graphic designers there already are just because of the large amount of companies people creating companies always need a graphic designer um record labels going to the album covers um record labels will have graphic designers that they have hired that are kind of like their go-to so like if this band doesn't have a graphic designer in mind that they would like to use the record label's going to have a dude they know that they're like this guy's good right um so it it completely depends you you can do whatever you want if you're looking to go into a graphic design major 
you're going to be designing things for classes that you may not want to design. The reason for that is as a freelance artist, if you want to be a freelance artist, you're going to have jobs you don't want to do. So you need to learn how to do the jobs that you're not interested in and get them out at the same quality as the jobs you are interested in. So you can't just shit out some kind of bullshit because you're not really interested in it. Exactly. Which, um, which I imagine could be really hard to get invested in something that you don't really care about. You yeah. Know? yeah. But so, so is there any kind of technique that you would go into or a mindset that you're going to go into if it's a if it's a project that you're not really interested in is there is there a way that you would approach something it's like i don't really fucking care about this but you're still trying to give out that same product as if it was something that you were interested in mm -hmm. um like how would you approach something like that a lot of that comes with with practice with doing it over and over so you've kind of got your your method of doing it um each artist is going to be completely different in how they go about designing something where they start um but research 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 uh that's like the main thing so if there's a company that hires you that you know you're not interested in them get interested you're if it's not a project that necessarily you're interested in try to get interested in something um like an aspect about yeah. the company or the the project yeah because chances are if it's a company that that you know is like is worth it um there's gonna be an appealing aspect to that or else they might not have the money to be paying you so they've okay. they've got to be going somewhere, um, if that makes any sense at all. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know, I forget where I was heading with that. Um, but yeah, it it just takes getting to know the company, getting to know their their aspects, what they want in the logo. That's that's probably the key. Is just getting close to the company, getting to know the company, getting to know the ins and outs of this company, their ideals, everything like that, that gives you a lot to go off of. I imagine that'd be probably pretty hard if, like, your your professor or something like that tells you, like, hey, you're going to make this. Trying to find a way to connect, if that's the, the right way of yeah. saying that, to, to make a project that you might not be very interested in. Right, so... With with the honey hut, it wasn't honey hut. It was honey house. Honey hut is something different. I'm pretty sure. Um, but you know, I'm not a honey fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> like my 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 peak interest yeah. is not in honey. Yeah, I don't really give a fuck about honey. Right, right. Um, so making that kind of came down to experimenting a little bit with like some ideas i might have had for a logo just like taking an aspect of that one thing that i hung on to was the idea of honey um i i wanted to make the logo look like honey was written out in honey so 
like it was like drippy and like it had like glossy and so you kind of use that as a learning experience so when you don't know what to do you find something to learn um and that can usually inspire you um generally the my best designs i've come up with or made have been through me trying to learn something so like trying to learn a different style of design trying to learn a different um workflow of design and experimenting uh, that's another thing research getting close to your the brand you're working for and experimentation right are some of some of the major now, things now you you mentioned something about like um kind of researching and kind of getting inspired by other people's kind of work and stuff yeah i think for somebody like me you know it's like you see these graphic designs like everywhere and stuff and but i don't it's it's hardly ever the graphic designer hardly ever gets like really recognition or you don't really realize or pay attention to the people who are doing the graphic design who's somebody who you kind of look up to in the graphic design space like who's somebody who you view as doing some cool shit out there so my favorite graphic designer by far is um mike last name's escaping me um i remember his name on instagram it's mike c hardcore um but he does all of the designs for my favorite band a day to remember he has hmm. designed all of their album covers every single one from their first one to their last one he's kind of grown with a day to remember he's good friends with them since they were all younger Right. Um, and now he also designed the album cover for uh, The Silver Scream by Ice Nine Kills. He designs a lot of their merch. He designs um, a lot of A Day to Remember merch. A lot of it. <laughs> um, he's designed for Fall Out Boy. He's designed for all sorts of, of bands in like the rock, punk, metal, like hardcore scene. Right, right. Um, and I love his artwork. It's it's my favorite. That's dope. And I think it's something like that. Like, you know, like a lot of people will be into those those type of bands, but they don't really realize where that that artwork and the, those designs are coming from. You know? Exactly. Um, so now, when, uh, when do you graduate? I'll be graduating in this December. So December of 2021. Right. So, so you're... Uh, you're basically you are rearing the end of your college career yeah so what what's next um not quite sure at the moment right uh, right it's all up in the air but um with graphic design if that's what is being pursued then i would like to get some sort of internship with maybe disney i've also thought about vans um because i'm a I'm an avid Vans fan right. and uh, uh, been an employee for them on and off for a little, little bit. So um, two companies that I, I love um, 
especially the art side of Disney. I really don't want to deal with any of the money business side of Disney. Right. They're two completely different entities. Right. Um, right. And they butt heads a lot from what I've heard from other podcasts I've listened to. My kind of goal would be to get a graphic design job with Disney. Just a basic graphic design for the parks. Kind of work my way to getting um, graphic design with Imagineers. And then maybe even concept art for Imagineers. So with that, I would be designing the parks and their new ideas. So the the concept art for restaurants they want to open, uh, resorts they want to open, rides they want to make, parks they want to make, stuff like that. So then before it gets to that, do, do, now does the graphic design portion have... A lot to do with like the movies and stuff and like what's going into the movies because because i think i think like a lot of people wouldn't really like i wouldn't really cons even think to consider that portion designing the parks designing restaurants and stuff like that mm -hmm. i think most people are going to be thinking disney okay movies you know so does the graphic design portion come into play with part of their movies Probably. Um, they've definitely got a graphic design uh, team designing, you know, the the movie posters, designing the ads, um, not necessarily the trailers, but different things, um, posts on their Instagram pages, um, right. different stuff like that. The the movie cover that would be on like the case um designing all of the text you see on the back of movie cases on the insides that was all a graphic designer's job right so and with cases like that they probably used indesign to do and that's something i've designed a magazine cover and the layout of the inside i've designed books um the front the back and the inside uh, for my graphic design classes. So stuff like that. Um, damn near everything in the world that if if you're seeing it, graphic designer was probably involved at some point. Right, right. So now, how how would somebody even get involved in Disney? Because Disney, to to me, you know, like, just seems like one of those companies who can basically buy and do whatever they want. And it sounds like it, it something crazy obtainable you know like how would somebody even start working for where, where would you even begin with that like so it that completely depends on uh where you want to go in disney so disney is this massive entertainment empire right so you need to narrow down where you want to work for them do you want to work in an animation studio in that case got to move to california you got to learn animation you got to do stuff like that um do you want to work for pixar do you want to work for the business side do you want to work for the parks my interest is the parks they're all sort of so yeah there's like the business side there's the movies and there's the parks 
all completely different things. Right. All under the name all representing each other, but they're not one in the same necessarily. Now once you've got your foot in the door, it's going to be easier to go to a different one. Right. Um if you're in college, a really good way to get your foot in the door is the Disney College program, which I did. Um which is why I'm graduating now in December rather than what would be normal to graduate in the spring. Um of 2022 or just in the spring at the end of a spring semester because oh, I have okay. an extra semester because I did the Disney college program. So everything kind of got pushed. Uh, I did the Disney college program in the fall of 2019. Right. So it, everything, my, my next few semesters just kind of got pushed forward a little bit. It was slid to the right for yeah. a bit. Right. 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 Um, so for, for, for Disney, because I, I think something with Disney that is pretty... And I, I like the the term that you used, an entertainment empire, where that is almost played out in almost every single aspect of everything that they do, ever. Like, th- to the smallest detail. You know, does a graphic designer come into part of that? Or is there, like, a whole different team that does? Kind of the uh, the immersiveness of it. So, with the parks, Mm -hmm. you mean, like, the immersiveness of, like, when you're at the parks, it really feels like you're somewhere else? Yeah. That is going to be an Imagineer's job. Okay. Um, Okay. So, where, if I'm just a graphic designer for the Disney parks, what I'll be designing are, like, you know, ads, posters, maybe merch? I'm not quite sure. Um, But... It's going to be the less significant things, still things you're looking at, still, you know, things that you'll see, but you're not going to admire. Right, right. Where an Imagineer is that person who creates the, the story, the world around Disney. Um, they've got the Imagineers that are the like engine the engineers the imagineer engineers that are making the actual coaster that are designing all of that but then they've got the concept artists and the artists of the imagineers that are designing what the ride is going to look like what are you going to be seeing what are like you know the different stuff like that the concept artist is going to be Mainly, like, what are what are you seeing when you're walking up to the coaster? What are you seeing when you're on the coaster? What kind of aspects do we want to focus on during this ride? Stuff like that. One of my favorite concept artists for Disney was Mark Davis. He was one of Walt Disney's nine old men, is what he referred to them as. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an animator, and he animated, like, Maleficent. He is the man who animated Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty. Hmm. Um, he is also the man who, responsible for the con- a lot of the concept art for my favorite Disney ride, Pirates of the Caribbean. Big fan. Big, big fan. Big fan. Big fan of pirates. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's like a, a concept artist. I look at a lot of his stuff religiously. Right. Right. So now, um, 
when it comes time that like focusing on like the movies and stuff so is is it a graphic designer who's making the scenery of the movies no. or oh that that will be probably part of the actual like animation team um because okay. it's all 3d now right right um where if things were still like 2d still be the animation team but they would have more graphic design aspects okay um and graphic graphic design is a very broad term right um that can include so many things like ui um so it's a very malleable term so like some animators could be considered graphic designer but not all, and not all graphic designers are animators, but some animators may be graphic designers. Right, right. So, it's it's not like a a, a label that you can use to define something exactly. Yeah, and I, I feel like graphic designers play a very important role in an aspect of all of our lives that we don't even really realize even down down to stuff like the uh the girl who made my my logo down to streamers anything or like websites Mm -hmm. so it go ahead down to someone who made the instruction manual when you were trying to put put together a desk your chair your anything that instruction manual was made by a graphic designer. The Target logo is an example I like to use. That guy probably, you know, gets overlooked a lot by just the average people. Like, it's just a circle. That's it. But that dude probably designed it for months. Um, because there's a lot of work that goes into that sort of thing. Um, he also needs to make sure it's not someone else's logo. He needs to make sure that he's got the rules and guidelines set up for Target to use this logo. So a designer would of of that level um would need to create like this is where you're allowed to use this logo. This is the exact color that it is. So he'll give like, you know, like the color code where it'll be like a like if you're using Photoshop or something, there'll be a little code down wherever you're choosing a color um that's just like i don't know c4 b812 for like R- rgb and that as well right. yeah uh-huh. so they may even have it listed as every single one so like rgb cmyk um and like Let's the see color code, uh cyan magenta yellow and black oh okay um, that's okay. what a printer prints in Oh, okay. So, yeah. Um, certain printers print RGB, but like your basic printer you've got in your home is CMYK. Okay. Um, so he's going to have it listed as like, this is the exact color. You only use this color or these colors, and these are the exact sizes you're allowed to use it at. No other size. You lay it all out. Plain as day for them to know, okay, like, if we have a question, it's in here. 
if it's not in here, we can't do that with the logo. Kind of thing. Really? Yeah. And he was probably paid near maybe a little less than or maybe a little over a million dollars for some two circles. Two circles. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So even down to like the color code, is that the proper term for a I assume so. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds yeah, good. Yeah. I just made it up on the fly. Yeah. So we'll go. <laughs> you know, I'm no graphic designer. <laughs> yes, um, sir. But even down to that, is, can that be copyrighted? If it, it, like, is that what you're? Not necessarily copywritten, though. You can patent colors. Uh, Disney has a patent on a color, um, called Go Away Green, that is they had scientists coming in, psychologists, to design this one color. To It's, it's a color really? that just your brain doesn't want to notice it. Or if it does, doesn't want to remember it kind of deal. Really? Yeah. Um, you have, if you've been to Disney, you've seen it. It is this grayish, greenish, you can look it up, um yeah, called Go Away Green. Go Go Away Green? Yeah, and it's what will be on the walls when they're doing construction in an area. It's going to be the doors to a backstage area at Disney, so places where they don't necessarily want you to look or want you to pay attention to, it's this color. It's like cuz like, you know, very much of your surroundings at a, any given time, you're going to be seeing green or gray. It's kind of like a mixture of those. So it's it's just something that you're subconsciously not thinking about. Yeah, unless so, you unless you start thinking about that color, it's going to be something subconsciously. It just kind of like you know, it's in and out. It doesn't like your your brain just kind of disregards the color. Like it's it that's not important. Really? Yeah. That is wild. Yep. Like, I've never even thought about scientists being brought in to make a fucking color. Yeah. You yeah. know? It, and it's not something in a 64 Grand Packer Creole, which I'm yeah. a big fan for snacking on, you know? Oh, oh definitely. You know? Definitely. But, um, so, I, I, I kind of want to back this up. Where, what, what, what made you want to be a graphic designer? Like, what? At what point were you like, this is it. This is what I want to go for. So I'm not sure the exact age. Right. But it was, I don't know, fifth grade, fourth grade area. Um, how old was that? Nine, ten? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Ten-ish. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. As you know, yeah. I would always take a lot of time designing things on video games. Dude. NASCAR games, Tony Hawk, all of it. Yeah, I can attest to the fact that any... any Because you and I, as kind of stated at the beginning, we from the time i can remember you and i were playing video games and at any single point if it had anything that you could customize a costume a paint a suit anything it was like i'm just gonna fucking walk away right <laughs> until <laughs> I'll, I'll just wait this one out real fast so exactly 
so so it was about the age of 10 ish that you you felt like this is something that you kind of wanted to pursue in life yeah when it was pointed out by our mom um, right that uh no, I had no clue what a graphic designer was. I know in Tony Hawk's American Wasteland, it had create a graphic. And I remember looking for a new game. If we wanted to buy a new game, I would look at the back. And if it said anything about customization, that was the game I wanted to buy. I don't care what the game was. If it had customization, I wanted it. Right. Um, it had, so Tony Hawk's American Wasteland had create a graphic. And I would sit there for hours creating that little graphic that you would just spray paint on a wall or would have on the bottom of your board i i would spend forever and they give you like pre-existing shapes and letters to add on to it so it wasn't even like designing it um it was kind of like the early uh like black ops uh one designing an emblem right like how call duty now you're in my ballpark (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly so it was pretty much that type of stuff that, like, yeah, mom was like, I, I, I was talking about, like, oh, I'm creating a graphic. And she's like, oh, you should be a graphic designer. And I was like, that's a new word to me, but, uh, <laughs> sounds cool. <laughs> I, I read graphic here, and, uh, I'm designing one. So, yeah, from, it was pretty much from there, I knew I loved art. Right. Um, and then, it was around the same time, fourth grade, that I wanted to follow another hobby, um, singing. That was when I really discovered I had been singing my whole life, but fourth grade was like I joined choir, the fourth grade choir, and right. that was like when I realized, like, wait, singing is a thing, right? And that was when it like really clicked. So they, I, I discovered those around the same time, so. Still doing both of those a lot. Extremely uh, creative, creative personality. I would like to think so. I know that's not really easy to admit, and it almost sounds like cliche. Like, I'm super creative. (laughs) Right. You know, and it sounds cliche, but I mean, it's it's true. It's true. Any, any, those are both forms of creativity. So, like, was it, was it, kind of going through school that you kind of knew like hey i this is kind of what i want to want to do or was it just was it just something in your back of your mind or was it something kind of more in the forefront of your mind like i want to be a graphic designer and sing or so going through school up until about high school the forefront of my mind was singing and right. graphic design was kind of sit in the back. Like it was like, okay, I can't have a job right now, but I know this is the job I want to have. And it's around eighth grade, ninth grade area that, um, I, I would start watching videos on YouTube of Photoshop of people designing things just for fun because it was like it's just satisfying seeing a blank canvas and 10 minutes later someone has something there that's right. pretty so um it came the forefront more in high school 
Um, and that's when I, I ended up going to the Career Center and uh, the, the Medina County Career Center where for, what was it, like three hours of the school day, I was designing. Mm-hmm. I was in a graphic design class for three hours of my high school day, and then the rest of it was my normal classes. Um, so that really pushed me forward in graphic design as well, and it even got me ahead in college. So how how so? Um, I got I got a college credit through the career center, and so it knocked oh, okay. a few classes out of the way. Oh, okay, okay. So, do you remember, you know, just speaking on the the graphic design now, do you remember, was it until you got to the career center that you first had your experience with, like, a legitimate, or not necessarily legitimate, but a, uh, like, a Photoshop tool or an Illustrator tool? Was it? So, um, I would, in, in freshman year of high school when i would watch the videos it got to the point i wanted to do it so bad that um i would get the trial for photoshop that at the time lasted three months mm-hmm. now it's like three but um uh i would get the photoshop trial and i would make new email just to get the trial again and I would sit there and watch these tutorials and learn how to do this. And my designs would be just god-awful. But I was learning. And then I had graphic design class in high school. And it wasn't a great class, but it was a step in the right direction. Right. Like, be, uh, even below, like, foundational stuff so just yeah, getting you yeah. exposed pretty much right pretty much um and then i was like yeah i like this and so i then went to the career center and from there it was like i was using photoshop all the time i was watching tutorials in my study hall directly before class on how to do things in photoshop and then i would go to class right after and try out those methods so like last two years of high school my days revolved around art and graphic design right um yeah it was it was everywhere like i would go home and start working on stuff on the computer you had up in your room at the time before Mm -hmm. you had brought it with you um i would sit on there and do do graphic design Right, which I think I think is so cool, and it's almost a rarity to hear of somebody at such a young age figuring out something that they want to do, and then actually going forward in college and doing it, and like in in a couple different aspects. Like one, it's like like in in high school, all I, what I my goal for what I wanted to do, I wanted to be a uh, a prosthetic designer and stuff and then obviously you know i'm not doing that yeah. but it's i think it's very very rare to find somebody who it was like well i want to go and do you know graphic design or something like that and 
and actually follow that through college because a whole lot of people will change change their degrees through college where i mean you did change from you know like uh video game design to graphic design but it's still kind of in the same ballpark which is more of a shift than a change yeah yeah exactly exactly which i think is very very rare that you don't necessarily hear about too often and stuff and so i think that's super cool but um i do want to address i I do want to talk about video games but i also want to address where you talked about singing Mm -hmm. and uh I know you have taken a uh, a lot of you know like vocal lessons and stuff, and but at least maybe you won't consider it a lot of vocal vocal lessons. But you know, people who want to sing haven't really taken the time out of their their day or try to focus on pursuing any form of professionalized vocal lessons. So was it? from choir that you felt like that you wanted to start pursuing vocals a little bit more or music a little bit more or was it what what kind of started that honestly i have no clue from the moment i can remember earliest memory of my entire life i wanted to sing right um in fourth grade when i was asked if i wanted to join the choir we were given a little piece of paper. We had to circle yes, maybe, or no. Mm-hmm. No, we wouldn't join. If it was a yes, you would listen to us and see if we were able to join, which pretty much everyone, if they circled yes, got in, because we're fourth graders who's skilled singer in fourth grade. Yeah. But, um, and then if we circled maybe, she would come listen and decide for us. So I circled maybe, because I didn't want to be a weird kid who sang. Right. But deep down, I was like, I, I want to sing. I want to fucking do this, man. Yeah, I want to open right. this pit up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was, I, I, I let her decide for me. And when she was walking around, she pulled me aside after class and told me that I was going to be in the choir. And so I was like, okay, sounds good. And it, I remember... That summer, she would usually choose one student, one or two students, um, sing in the honors choir that would be at our county fair, and she had chosen me to do that. So I had always wanted to sing, and then the first chance I really got at singing, I was rewarded. I was rewarded with, like, hey, like, nice pats on the back and, like, go go to this honors choir even though you know again fourth graders are not skilled singers right there are the people with like the born talents and stuff but and that that's a completely different topic to go off on right but so yeah i don't know when it it clicked that i wanted to do it I know in fifth grade it clicked that I wanted to write music and I wanted to be in a band. Okay. Um, mainly due to um, Atreyu, Escape the Fate. Those those were the two key ones. Right. Atreyu and Escape the Fate. Um, I would sit there on the bus and listen to the song and try to memorize 
the lyrics. Right. So, yeah, that all kind of, it was all very early, but. Right. And you've, you've had, uh, you have, who, who was the, the guy who you had vocal lessons with? Jamie Vendera. How, and for one, who, who, I, I'm going to ask a couple questions that, who is that and who, um, n- nowadays are kind of your, uh, your inspirations and stuff like who who's somebody you idolize nowadays okay um so jamie vendera who he is um he is a very skilled singer who went actually went to my college he went to shawnee state university in portsmouth ohio he did he go for graphic no he went for be engineering maybe i i don't know exactly okay. i have no clue it was okay. something it was not art it was not necessarily music i don't think until he, he he wanted to do music and then he ended up changing um he had uh the same vocal coach i had at shawnee which was uh shirley because One of the I, nicest ladies in the world so you took vocal lessons at college yes um it was it's for like classical singing so it's not the same as like what i wanted to do it wasn't like rock singing and stuff right Um, right but jamie worked with shirley and um he decided that what he wanted to do was singing so he Long story short, he ended up going to California and working with some really big vocal coaches who I can't remember the name of. And he worked with one dude from a band called Nitro who had such a powerful voice. Um, Jamie was always told that he was a bass baritone, which is like the lower registers of of singing. Um, I think it was, at least I know he was a baritone. Um, and, you know, at the time, it was unheard of, really, to be able to extend your range. Um, it was like, these are what you can sing, these are what you'll always be able to sing. Right. Uh, this guy Nitro, from, this guy from the band Nitro had proven that wrong multiple times. and There were rumors that this guy could shatter glass with his voice. And so Jamie, another long story short, learned how to extend his range, able to hit, in it, at his healthiest times, able to hit an E6, which is a very, very high note. Right. Um, and he learned how to shatter glass with his voice, which is how, which is kind of what propelled him into uh, a lot more... Um, right. He was on Mythbusters for Shattering Glass with his voice. Um, That's wild. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, he was on Mythbusters, and Shirley told me that I, I was working with her, and she was like, so, 
like is your major singing or what what do you plan on pursuing with singing or is it just a hobby and i told her how i i loved rock music i loved metal music and um it was a big like i i really wanted to pursue a career with a band and so and she had told me she reminded me a lot of this guy jamie vendera and i had no clue who was until I looked him up and realized that I had seen that episode of Mythbusters. I had seen him on stuff. And so she told me that I should try to get in contact with him. But I realized this dude is famous. I'm not going to get in contact. The chances with him. of you getting in contact with somebody like that is like not easily attainable. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um,. And then I started, you know, just, I went on my merry way, and one day, I got a follow from someone random named Jamie Vendera, and here we had similar follow, like, we, we followed similar people, like I Prevail, like Starset, um, and some vocal coaches, and music things, and so I'm guessing just the algorithm recommended him Right. And one day, maybe like a year after this, I messaged him and I was like, Hey, did you go to Shawnee? And we he's he said yes. And I told him that I worked with Shirley and we got talking about Shirley, talking about the school, and I told him that I would love to work with him. And so he actually came down to Shawnee um like a few weeks before uh the dreaded COVID hit. <laughs> The COVIDs. The. Um, and, yeah, he came down to Shawnee, and I had a lesson with him, and it was really cool. He got to catch up with Shirley, and I got a lesson from this, this dude who's worked with some of my favorite bands, like, um, like Star Set and I Prevail. That, see, that's insane, and what I, what it, and one of the one of the reasons I thought that you were going to be the perfect guest for episode one of Whiskeys with Wombat is because so many people will have a, a interest or a passion for something, but you've really like pursued your your passions, which I think is is very 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 impressive and stuff, and like like. You know, I've I've played guitar for many, many, many years at this point, but I've I've never taken such such control, you know, in trying to pursue a, a passion like that. And now I, I, we, you, you and I could sit here and make an entire podcast just talking about music right you know exactly and then so um to it kind of get a get a gauge more of you know your personality and stuff like that i can kind of want to break away from some of the music and go back to video games yeah. and stuff so and because you know most my page mostly consists of video games you know exactly. streaming you know mostly just call of duty but um what is you know you and i again grew up playing video games so what d do you have an earliest memory of 
playing video games or where you started playing video games so i think my earliest memory i have one very very foggy one that i'm not quite sure how accurate it is okay um i remember sitting in our uh we had that indians beanbag chair and that football (laughs) beanbag in whenever we were living in brunswick and um i remember sitting there watching you play uh nascar like 99 or 2000 right or something on the ps1 remember that that one's foggy but i distinctly remember when uh the house that we are currently in is mm-hmm. being built. And um laying up on like the wooden floors. Yeah, before we is... even have carpet exactly. or anything. Yeah. So the the rough foundations of yeah. the house, right? We had that small little TV playing the uh X demo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Back whenever they had the uh uh, the uh, jam packs yeah the demo games discs yeah stuff. i mean you, you can get like 16 games or something like that if right. it like if that many yeah and yeah yeah like because i i i remember back whenever we lived in Brunswick, ohio going over to our old neighbors and well i one of my earliest memories is probably playing some of the nascar games uh, as well on uh, like the 99s or 2000s but also going to our, our neighbors and they had a uh nintendo 64 and i would go over there and play donkey kong and i just you know or they, it was like donkey kong in the early mario games and i i, I remember distinctly p- playing playing that and then also i also fondly fondly remember playing you know the PlayStation One on top of you know one of those early TVs when they had the the little uh, little knob that you had to pull out to yep. be able to turn on the TV, yep. little fat back TVs and stuff. Um, but I remember you know video games being a very very prevalent part of both you and I's childhood exactly. and stuff, and I, I think it had definitely. A, a large impact in just kind of our early childhood development and stuff and then go ahead um to tie that in with everything we've talked about so far the common factor in both the music i am interested in and the art i am interested in and the fact that i want to pursue those are directly tied to the video games we were playing also it's kind of like a like a like a triad um they're like so a lot of the music we learned we grew up playing you know uh atv offered fury 3 mx unleashed um like the playstation 2 and stuff yeah. yeah we learned so so many songs from those games uh you know like slipknot duality uh, Tug of War by Chevelle, um, you know, Trapped, uh, Reliant K, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. All learned from these video games. So, 
that was a big factor in the kind of music I'm interested in, which kind of helped propel me in a direction for where I wanted to go with singing at a younger age. Then with designing in the video games is what propelled me into wanting graphic design. So a lot of things in my life are directly tied back to video games. Right, right. Which is which is crazy because it's like some some people kind of can just view video games just as like a fun pastime. Right. You know, where it's like you have somebody like yourself who is able to develop, you know, his current career and learnings and his future careers all off of video games, which, you know, who knows if any other of those situations would you would be able to be exposed to something like that exactly if it wasn't for something like video games so not only can i think video games be you know good for your future but also a good bonding experience as well you mm-hmm. know and it was like because you know you you and i will have such fond memories as you know young impressionable children yeah being able to develop that in video games and stuff which i think is awesome it's so cool it's so cool but um yeah so we're at almost an hour and 15 minutes into this so what's uh since you're you're graduating december what what do you think's next for you that's all kind of up in the air at the moment um if if everything went in a perfect world for you in a perfect world in a, yeah in a perfect world what's next ideally it would be to um kind of set after i graduate set graphic design not necessarily on the back burner but just just slightly to the side shift it over a little bit and make way for music um, right uh i've been picking up learning guitar and you know my plan is to also learn uh keyboard and piano to all help write music right um i found some great dudes to jam with and write with and make music um we all have similar ideas on what we would like to make so in a perfect world it would be to um start working on some songs hopefully recording an album at some point you know writing this year maybe recording an album in the next year or so um ideally but you know that's that's kind of music music is is definitely the the biggest goal that i would like to hit right um okay so uh where can people find you social media wise you have a any kind of uh whether you're private social media uh streams anything where can people find you on social media so you can find me on twitch.tv slash jw wombat wj all one word um you can find me on instagram where i post some art that'll be jt underscore white underscore um that's mainly all the social media I, I use, honestly. So that's pretty much it. Okay. 
And I know uh, another podcast that I listen to, Drinking Bros. Um, they have a Drinking Bros of the Week. And I don't really know what I'm going to call it yet, but the, their Drinking Bros of the Week is basically a concept. What is, uh, if you can name somebody in your life who kind of helped inspire you, get to you to the point that you're at right now, or helped you kind of develop you into the person who you are, whether that's creatively, um, like creatively or just the guy who you are today. And I don't know what I'm going to call that. What, what, what? Whiskey Warrior? Hey, that's Something like cool. <laughs> Whiskey that's Warrior? Cool. Whiskey Warrior of the Week. If there is somebody who can, who's somebody who you can think helped inspire you. Um, not to be corny as hell, but probably you. Fair uh, enough. Fair yeah, enough. That'd be a, a, a big, big part of it. You know, you got me into damn near everything that I'm into. <laughs> um, you know, as... as I'm blushing. <laughs> I'm blushing. <laughs> As, you know, a big brother, that's kind of your job is right. to, you know, if you have a little brother, make sure he gets into the right things <laughs> and uh, learns the correct things from getting into the wrong things. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, you showed me the music that ultimately inspired me to want to pursue music. You were probably like one of the biggest reasons i'm into video games because we used to sit there and play for hours and i you know i would watch you and uh we would play together you know battlefront all that so um <laughs> battlefront 2 on playstation 2 right classic classic and you know whenever i found tony hawk's american wasteland i had not even heard of that game until you got it right so you know, a lot of the things that I had picked up were picked up due to you. Right. So, yeah, you're you're your own uh, whiskey <laughs> warrior of the week. Well, I'll, uh, I'll 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 take that. But um, but yeah, let's do this again, dude. Oh, and definitely. Dude, I, definitely. We we have. I I kind of wanted to use this as kind of an kind of an an overview of you, but and um. So I, I definitely I want you to be a regular on you know whiskeys with wombat and stuff and then because like I said e each one of these top topics that we just kind of touched on we could do entire podcasts on exactly so so I definitely want to have you back and yeah so you you're gonna be a regular and you can expect on uh, whiskeys with wombat if you have any kind of topics anything that you feel like touching on for some reason you're going to have the ability to upload whatever you want at any point so sounds good and i think people uh should know you as well so maybe in a future episode we can get one where you're your guest um <laughs> where i'm interviewing you because you know uh people tuning into your stream may not always know you and so i feel like that could be uh, a good way to kind of get to know the person that people are watching on your streams and watching on combat wombat tv fair enough yeah maybe we'll uh plan on maybe doing that the next one and stuff but definitely expect uh, mr jason white here to be a regular guest but thank you for having me yeah of course of course man anyways this has been whiskey with wombat i appreciate all you stopping by and uh hope you have a great rest of your week or day or whatever that is for you <laughs>